Welcome to the PI Podcast, your destination for everything NFL. Discussing the latest news and providing in-depth analysis of every NFL game. And now, here are your hosts, Ian and Tesh. Alrighty, guys, welcome to the PI Podcast, episode number seven. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed our little new outro and I guess stand holder thing. Vital, thank you for coming by as soon as the stream started. Uh, yeah, it's literally the first thing we're probably going to talk about today. Um, and it's, it's crazy. Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. I mean, <laughs> he's been in talks for at least a month now. Um, when we first started our podcasting and our TikTok, we definitely reported that Tyreek Hill was in negotiations with a new contract extension. Oh, yeah, thanks, Vito. Appreciate it. And now Tyreek Hill finally got traded. But for a 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 was it a second? Uh, yeah, a second-round pick and fourth-round pick and plus fourth and sixth-round picks next year. That's just insane. Yeah, we knew he was going to get, I mean, it was going to take a lot to get Tyreek Hill off the Kansas City Chiefs, but the fact that they were willing to give up all that plus a four-year, $120 million contract that includes $72.2 million guaranteed and a $52 million signing bonus, that's insane. Yeah, it's literally so insane. That's, that's that you know... I'm not. I'm not gonna judge the Jaguars by it, but Christian Kirk, that signing, it kind of could a little bit. I don't think it really affected it too much, but it could have affected it just a tad bit because they paid Christian Kirk a lot, and also, yeah, that's fair. Vital. Um, they definitely Tyreek Kill was one of the main reasons they won that game. That first pass to Tyreek Kill, and then Travis Kelsey down down the seam. It was just too easy for them. And now they are Tyree Kill, but now Ian, they, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, who's not a true number one receiver. I don't think he can be. Um, and they just are receiverless now because they got rid of some of the receivers in free agency. And they, I, they still have some speed on the team, but nobody is going to be able to replace Tyree Kill in this draft at all or next year's draft. Yeah, and, uh, yeah vital. Uh, uh, Tyree Kill wanted his money. And that is the main reason why this thing stalled. Because I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs were willing to pay as much as Tyree Kill wanted. And that's the whole reasoning behind it. Because they have to have cap space. That's the main thing in the NFL and free agency. That's the whole thing about free agency. Cap space, cap space, cap space. And now Hill went to the Dolphins. And with Tua, we don't know how he's going to perform this year. But now his receivers are Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and his running backs. They just signed Raheem Mostert. Oh, man. And they have Chase Edmonds, too. That offense is going to be insane. If two yeah, as well. I So we were talking who had the best free agency. And honestly, like we were talking the Jaguars. We were talking the Chargers, the Raiders. 
But honestly, the Dolphins have had a really, really, really good free agency. Yeah, no, the Dolphins, they were, they're ready for next season. They want to go win. And I really hope Tua plays well. I, I'm glad they give him another chance, unlike one Baker Mayfield. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad that Tua is getting a chance. I hope he is the guy for the Dolphins because he's shown some things. But last year, he was kind of hit or miss and they don't they're not really sure on him he's played some good games last year but he also had some questionable decision making hey, can you imagine if they don't make a playoff push this year with all the money they just spent and all the weapons they just acquired that was oh man that was that would i don't even know that'd be crazy because if you're gonna have to uh, give to all these receivers and then have still have a decent defense um and not make the playoffs that's just going to be a huge letdown for the season if the Miami Dolphins don't make the playoffs because that's such a good receiver core and yeah a vital they can, uh, legion of zoom <laughs> yeah and the Steelers also the Steelers got Mitch Trubisky hopefully that he can lead them um it's going to be interesting to see that and it's going to be really hard to judge the Steelers offseason until we see Mitchell Trubisky play. Yeah, because their free agent signings, um, there wasn't, they didn't make any big name, uh, big name except for Mitchell Trubisky and uh, some others. But they did re-sign some of their defense, and they did get a huge defensive piece on that line, on the D line. So I think I, we're going to have to wait till seats till the regular season to see if that. This offseason was good for Steelers. There's still some time left in free agency, but things have been slowly dying down a lot. And this brings me to our main topic for today, Ian. Did are the NFL divisions and the AFC West in that division? Yeah, so we had we kind of had this in a different order, but I I want to start with the, the Kansas City Chiefs now. Okay. That uh Tyreek Hill's gone. So, really, the big names in the Kansas City Chiefs is Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill went bye-bye. You have Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith on that side of the ball. I don't think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a top 10 running back, in my opinion. I think he's shown some good things, but the Kansas City Chiefs are always going to be a pass-first team, and it's going to be hard for a running back to t- be a top-ten running back on that team. Um, and then I think the Justin Reed signing was pretty good for them as well, but he's no Tyran Matthew. Yeah, I, I really I, I agree with you on all those. There are big names you listed there. Um, they're all the exact same names I would list. Um, they Other than that, they're really going to rely on Patrick Mahomes because if their defense can't hold up against the pass, then uh, we're going to see possibly the Kansas City Chiefs drop to that fourth spot. I know Patrick Mahomes is going to do everything he can. He's an amazing quarterback. He has such all the talent in the world. But, I mean, when you lose your number one receiver, I mean, you still have Travis Kelsey, so that's not too big of a hit, but you're still losing that speed demon that always it goes even goes up for double coverage catches and speeds past the defense. Uh, yeah. Um, for the Steelers, Miles, Miles Jack was a good signing. James Daniel, good signing. Mitch, decent signing. Akello Wetherspoon, 
good resigning. They need that. They needed that him back. Um, and Clyde, yeah, talking about Clyde, you just talked about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, I not sure. I'm not sure about him. He's had flashes, but he was injured a little bit last year. Um, luckily, he wasn't injured too too much. But we didn't really get to see how good he can play. So I'm interested to see if the running game can get going this year. Yeah, that's going to take a huge um, burden off Tyree. Uh, I'm going to keep saying Tyree Kill now. Off Patrick Mahomes if they can run the ball better this year. Um, I think Travis Kelsey has a chance to have a monster season, though. I think he could possibly, if he stays healthy, could possibly break every tight end record this year because it's only him and Juju. You can say McCall Hardman's on the team. Yeah, he's a he's a speedy guy. But, I mean, he's no Tyreek Hill. You literally just had a Pro Bowl wide receiver that you're trying to replace now. And Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and unfortunately, McCall Hardman and Juju are going to have to pick up the production. Yeah, it, it's such a big loss for that Chiefs that I if some fans that say, oh, we'll be fine. I mean, that's such a big hole, regardless of even if you have Travis Kelsey, you sign Juju. Juju isn't Tyreek Kill. He's not as fast as Tyreek Kill. And he won't catch those double coverage balls. He's just not that receiver. Um, the one thing, I'll, this is going to be interesting though this season, because a lot of people are saying, Tyreek Hill helped make Patrick Mahomes, and people are saying that Patrick Mahomes helped make Tyreek Hill, and I think it was definitely Patrick Mahomes that made Tyreek Hill a little bit, because if you don't have a guy that can throw the ball 70 yards down the field, Tyreek Hill doesn't look as good as he actually is. He can burn a corner down the field, but if you have someone, and I'm a little afraid Tua's going to not have the arm strength to get him the ball, um, so we're going to have to see how good Tua's arm is to be able to throw a 70-yard pass in the air Tyreek Hill because he's wide open and if he can't make those throws I mean Tyreek Hill's not going to look as good as he has been yeah uh, I, I really I really think Pat Mahomes is just that all around talented player that brought everyone up about him no 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 slack to Tyreek Hill he's still an amazing receiver regardless of what team he's going to be on mm-hmm. um but also on that Chiefs defense um, Tyron Matthew, the free agency is big now because if you can't have your their offense, the Chiefs' offense is scoring like thirty to forty points a game. It's it's insane, and now um, that's one of their biggest holes is wide wide receiver now, and I don't think they could put up that much. And now the defense will have to, the defense will have to kind of work a little harder. But with that Tyron, if they didn't keep Tyron Matthew, and he was a really good safety for them. Like, he led that whole defense for them, as long as with Chris Jones and Frank Clark. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the Chiefs defense can hold up and if the Patrick Mahomes led offense will keep putting up those points. Yeah, it's going to be... One good thing of this is that the the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to be able to rely on big plays. They're going to have to... They're going to have to put up 11, 12, 13 play drives, which is going to give the defense some time to cool down. I mean, you got to think last year, Patrick Mahomes could score a touchdown in 13 seconds. I mean, or he could score points in 13 seconds, and your defense needs a chance to cool down a little bit. Um, so I think possibly them having to change their style of <coughs> offense a little bit could help a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I, I want to go back to what you were saying with Tua. Um, Tua isn't Tua isn't confirmed yet as a franchise quarterback, and I'm not sure if he makes this choice, like you said. Um, Tua has also made questionable decisions where if he's getting pressured like most quarterba- most new quarterbacks or most younger quarterbacks do, they try to find the ball and get rid of it. And he just, I've seen in, in the game against the Falcons last year in, Lon- in, uh, in, in Miami, literally he got pressured and he just dumped it to somebody and Foya Loco and got a pick and almost got a pick six. So it's going to really be interesting to see Tua's psyche with all his receivers he can throw he could throw it it's gonna be fun to see though if he can get Tyreek Hill the usual Tyreek Hill plays he makes when he was with Patrick Mahomes yeah I do think the style of offense in in Miami is gonna change from last year um they obviously have a new head coach they I I would imagine they have a new offensive coordinator I didn't really pay that close attention to that um so we'll see. They did a lot of RPOs and stuff last year, which, I mean, might be to his strength, but he's going to have to let it fly. He's got an offensive line now that can protect him long enough for Tyreek Hill to get deep. So if he can make the deep throws, it's honestly going to be, I mean, they're going to be a fun team to watch if Tua can make these throws. And do you think Miami, with that offense now, do you think they have a shot? of competing with the Buffalo Bills? I think that's fair. I think they at least have a shot to compete with the second spot. It all depends on how well Tyreek Hill plays. Or uh, Tua. Tua plays, sorry. Tyreek Hill's going to do his thing. Yeah, 100%. It's gonna, all this is going to go down in with Tua. And we're going to talk about the Dolphins a little more when we get to that division. Um, staying in the AFC East, AFC West, sorry. Um, the Chargers... They made really good free agency signings. We've mentioned it plenty of times. Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and they just got a star-studded defense now. A star-studded defense and offense. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and then Joey Bosa, Darwin James, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, and then some some others on that defense. That's uh, I, I I'm interested to see how that defense plays now. With those two key pieces and J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson was had ten or eleven interceptions, I believe, last year, and he he just showed he's a lockdown. He he proved he proved he's a lockdown corner. And he's younger. He's the younger corner, so he's I, he's gonna play really well. Yeah, I, I the big critic mark on the L.A. Chargers last year was their defense. Their defense allowed way too many big plays, way too many points. And what did they do? They went and got lockdown DN or lockdown corner, lockdown D end. Um, they went ahead and they secured their offensive side of the ball with Mike Williams, um, giving him a nice contract. So uh, I really like the Chargers going forward. I, you know, honestly, I've been saying nobody. <coughs> Nobody can beat the Chiefs. I don't. I don't mean it as like nobody can beat them. Like they're obviously going to lose five or six games a season. But I don't think. I think the Chiefs own that division to a point. We haven't seen anybody really compete in it. But I think the Chargers and the Raiders both have really good chances now. 
Yeah. With Tyreek Hill leaving. That that kind of increased the the Chargers and Raiders and even Broncos um chances of winning that division now. And I don't think the pay, I, I really I don't think I don't think the Chiefs are the favorites anymore. I think the Chargers or, or the Broncos might actually be the favorite now because that Broncos I honestly would I honestly would pick the Broncos. Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, and uh, the, the rookie running back from last year, um, he who was pounding whenever he touched the ball, and then they got that they got that really good defense. Denver's had a good defense for the past few years. He's ha- uh, Denver had Bradley Chubb and he's Patrick Sertain, and that defense is just so demanding and so physical that it's gonna be hard. But at the same time, you can complement them by having a really good offense, and all these teams have a really good offense. Yeah, I, I, it's so hard. This is gonna be. This has already been the greatest off season that I've ever seen. This is the greatest off season. It's been the most exciting. You have no idea who's going where. You had franchise quarterbacks traded, multiple franchise quarterbacks traded, or at least we thought they were franchise quarterbacks. You would have never thought last year Matt Ryan would have been traded to the Colts. You would have never thought, well, prior to the 22 allegations, you would have never thought Deshaun Watson was leaving the Texans other than the D-hop trade. Like, that was like, oh, dude, Watson, you got to get out of there. But you would have never thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a non-Cleveland Brown, which hasn't happened yet, but we're assuming he's leaving. Um, I'm trying to think of some other names. like, uh, Yeah, exactly what you said. Um, there's so many crazy you additions. You thought Tyreek Hill would be out of Kansas City. Yeah, and he wouldn't think Russell Wilson would leave his hometown, which he loves, yeah. to the Broncos. I forgot about, but that's the one I was thinking of. I knew there was another quarterback I was missing. And I don't think Broncos fans were expecting Noah Fant to be part of that trade either, because that was a young and tight not, end. Not not to bring up a like, borderline bad quarterback, but Carson Wentz. You would have never thought a team would have like traded for him. You would have either thought he was a Colt or he was done. Yeah, and it's just, like, Carson Wentz is one of those things, one year done, I mean, and is he going to do the same thing in Washington? He's, uh, yeah, he, I don't see, I, he's had a lot of chances. I really, I don't, I don't know, maybe he does well in that Washington offense with Terry Scary Terry and a couple of other receivers that they have. I, I will say Carson Wentz has a pretty deep ball. He can throw the ball pretty well far, and I know he doesn't have that gunslinger like motto or whatever, but he can sling the ball. I've seen him make some pretty good throws. It's just those random mistakes that he decides to make instead of just taking the sack or throwing the ball out. It was it's kind of like Andrew Luck if he didn't have his football like you, in a yeah. sense. Like if uh, Andrew Luck gifted so many interceptions to the other team, but he wouldn't do that as often as Carson Wentz does. But also Carson Wentz last year on the Colts, 
it was crazy to see because he was throwing so many deep balls and like double or triple coverage and he'd get a pass interference every time he threw it deep it was crazy i have no idea what happened it was just a little bit of luck for him that year last year and i still think that at this offseason just keeps getting crazier and crazier i mean if we started off hot and went hot streak up until now um titans releasing julio jones i really expected that to happen but you really didn't think that would happen because AJ Brown and Julio Jones. He liked that duo. And then the Rams trading Robert Woods. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought of that either. There's a lot of things this offseason that people are going to. You wouldn't have thought the Cleveland Browns about. were going to drop Jarvis Landry. Mm hmm. And you didn't think Baker Mayfield would not be the Browns starting quarterback not be the yeah. Browns starting quarterback. Even after the letdown year, the the thing with Baker, I think he's going to a lot of unneeded hate. I I get he's not the guy that's going to lead your team to a Super Bowl by himself. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Josh Allen. He's not a Tom Brady. Tom Brady was able to win games as long as he had a decent offensive line and a good defense. I mean, granted, I know those are like two really important things, but he didn't need Julian Edelman on any other team is not the Julian Edelman we've seen in the Super Bowl. No. You could argue the same with um, Gronk. I don't think Gronk is a tight end he is without Tom Brady. I, I 100% agree with you. I don't think Gronk or Edelman are those same players if they didn't have Brady thrown on the ball. Because Gronk, yeah, he can be a physical physical tight end but at the end of the day if you don't have a if he's not getting a perfect pass i don't think he can go out and make that make a good good catch without have without tom brady but i uh, respectfully the grok i he's a really good really good tight end one a legendary tight end even i believe tony gonzalez was more of a legendary quarterback i think tony g was just better as a tight end he could catch the ball better and he didn't have to rely on tom brady all the time Tony G also showed he could do it on multiple teams. Yeah, he showed Chiefs Gronk, and Falcons. Technically, yes, different teams, but he's never had a different quarterback throwing the ball for more than like six games a season. Yeah, uh, it, it it's going to be interesting if they re-sign Gronk. I, I think they I do agree. just to give Brady his weapon, but at the same time, nothing has happened yet, and that's weird because Gronk would have been like, hey, re-sign me now. I want to play with Brady again. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if he does go to another team. I really actually want to see that if Gronk goes to another team, like a tight end needy team. And it's good. Because there, there was rumors he wanted Joe Burrow throwing him the football. And with CJ Uzuma gone, that's kind of well, like a perfect get, fit. They got Austin Hooper, right? Aren't they got they Austin Hooper. No, Titans got Austin Hooper. So Bengals don't really have a tight end right now. They still have Tyler Croft, I believe, who's okay. Hasn't really proven we... himself yet. Okay, keep talking because I I I, I could have sworn they just. They have Tyler Croft. I'm not sure if they signed anybody. Uh, I don't. I believe not. But if Gronk went to the Bengals, it would add to another weapon because they already have Jamar Chase. Oh, they got Thaddeus Higgins. Moss. Yeah. Oh, well. He's he, he was a rookie um, last year, right? Yeah. And we don't know how we don't know how he's gonna be. 
Oh, Hayden Hurst was the one I was looking at. Oh yeah, he yeah they they, they, signed, they signed Hayden yeah, Hurst. He's decent. He's decent. Yeah. But Gron- I would take Gronk over Hayden Hurst. For sure. But at his age and the fact that he's only won one year deals at this point because he could have retired any minute. Yeah. And, and, okay. and like you were saying, this offseason is so crazy. Khalil Mack getting off the Bears. Yeah. And then J.C. Jackson. Devontae Adams off the, the Green Bay Backers. Mm-hmm. You would have thought Aaron was the one leaving over Devontae Adams. You would have thought Devontae would have stayed a Green Bay Packer, in my opinion. I would have thought that last year. Yeah, I, re- I really would have thought, too. I mean, well, they keep saying Packers. We'll get to it, but... Uh, Packers keep saying what they keep saying. Packers fans keep saying this is the year, this is the year. But no, I really don't think, especially with Devontae Adams gone, Aaron Rodgers has really nothing around him. I mean, he does make his receivers look better, but I really don't think. I think they make the playoffs again just because of Aaron Rodgers. But other than that, I don't think they make it far. Um, All right, and, we'll um, go back to our little list. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of want to. We did the Chiefs and the. Wait, what was that? Oh no, you're good. Uh, in the AFC West, yeah, we did the Chiefs and Chargers. The Raiders, though, Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Devonte Adams, Darren Waller, and they just got a pass rusher in Chandler Jones, and Max Crosby yeah. on that line, and oh my, and there's so many things that team can do in this division, and I hope it does well so good. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a fun division to watch, like we've said multiple times. Yeah, you know when sometimes multiple teams from a division make a playoff? Like when you have the winner of the division and then you have two teams from that division making the playoffs and you're like, dang, that's a good division. I think every single one of these teams have a chance to make the make the playoffs. That would be insane if all four teams made the playoffs. I There's three wildcard spots, right? Three, Two wildcard spots. Oh no, four wildcard spots actually. Well, because yeah, two teams. Yeah, the four division ones. Isn't there seven teams from each side in the playoffs? Or yeah, seven it... teams. Seven teams. So cause... yeah, technically, technically you could do. Oh no, you can only have two other teams. So one of those teams are definitely missing the playoffs. Yeah, um, and down the stretch, it's gonna be cool to see who really wants it more. Because I say this thing's gonna go down our wire. The only concern I have with the team the with one of the teams is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, all these teams are 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 uh, poised to make the playoffs, while the Kansas City Chiefs just lost a key hold to their offense and their defense isn't as good as they were. Yeah, but I still can't count the Chiefs out, man. You it's hard to Andy Reid. It's like a Bill Belichick situation. Even though you lose Tom Brady, you still don't you don't count out Bill Belichick at this point. I'm not counting out Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid's as good as a coach as anybody, and I, I, it's hard to count out Patrick Mahomes because he could do almost everything, basically he, everything. He showed you, he can put a team on his back. Yeah, and and now I'm really interested because he's all has Tyree Kill's whole career. I'm interested to see how he does with Juju and these other receivers. Yeah, I do. Like I said, I do like the Juju pickup. I think Juju's going to be a really good third down wide receiver. He's going to get you the tough yards when you need. If it's a third and seven, he'll get you the seven yards if you need to. You can throw it to him two yards short, and he'll fight for the two yards. Um, 
So I, I do like – I don't think if – I, if I was them, I would have left Juju on the side and kept Tyreek, you know, if that, cap, if that cap space would have saved him. Now let me ask you this for the Chiefs. In that Bills game, if they don't have Tyreek Hill and they don't have Tyron Matthew, do they win that game? Probably not. Because one of those passes in 13 seconds was the Tyreek Hill. Do you think Byron Pringle, who's not with them anymore either, um, is and McCall Hardman, do they make those catches? Or do they get open like that? Honestly, the Bills played very terrible defense for that situation. They did. So maybe. Maybe in that situation, yes, I could see McCall Hardman making that catch. And then the second catch went to Ty- uh, Travis Kelsey. So it's kind of a... Travis Kelsey could have made both those catches. I don't know if he gets as many yards, but... Okay, uh, yeah. And uh, the last team in that division, Denver Broncos, I've watched them last season a little bit. Even with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't horrible last year. Um, and that connection between him and the receivers, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, they're like a dynamic duo. Jerry Judy can make all the tough catches and is an amazing receiver and just developing even more. And Colin Sun can go deep and just do about just about everything Jerry Judy can do. So it's going to be really fun to see Russell Wilson throw a deep ball to Cortland Sun or Jerry Judy. And it's going to be fun. Just a fun time watching that Broncos offense. Yeah, I personally, I think Russell Wilson's the fourth best quarterback in that division. Um, probably a bold take there because I know a lot of people would take Russell Wilson over Derek Carr, and some people would say Justin Herbert's not been in the league long enough for me to put him over Russell Wilson. But I'm putting Russell Wilson at number four in that division. But here's the thing. Their defense on paper last year was supposed to be the best in the league. They had some really good pieces on defense. However, they lost Von Miller. Mm-hmm. So you have to think of that. He was <laughs> their best defensive player. And they lost their tight end, Noah Fant. He was, a, he was a key piece last year. They did pick up a better quarterback. So I'm interested to see because here's the thing. The Broncos' defense honestly wasn't as good last year that they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be the best secondary in the NFL. And it didn't work out that way, but... Part of that is due to poor QB play. When you have your defense on the field at all times because Teddy Bridgewater couldn't get you a first down every once in a while, you have a poor defense. Yeah, and some of those drives, Teddy Bridgewater kind of stalled <laughs> on the offense, and that led to more third th- three and outs, led to, more inter- led to some interceptions that killed drives and having to rely on the defense in the red zone as well. Um, to step up and stop them, and they, it's and it's not like they were an easy division last year either. Um, they still the Chargers, Raiders, and Chiefs were still really good, a decent at least. And yeah. it was just hard for hard for Teddy Bridgewater to compete because he's always been okay. I I think if he never got that concussion with the Vikings, I think maybe he could have been the Vikings franchise quarterback, maybe, but. Ever since that, I mean, he's just been, he's gonna, gonna, probably going to be considered a backup quarterback. And Russell Wilson probably just elevates that position and makes them, has them scoring more than Teddy Bridgewater did. 
I I really hope Russell Wilson goes in there and he has a career year. I would love for Russell Wilson to shut me up. Yeah, that would be awesome. There's pl- plenty of times I saw them the the Bank Broncos offense stall. And it was just because Teddy wouldn't run it out of pocket or Teddy wouldn't run for a few yards. And it kind of sucked because I really I really thought they could have made the next level if Teddy Bridgewater actually played well. Yeah, I so here here's my big thing with Russell Wilson. We're in a pass heavy league. It's a super pass heavy league. Guy's never thrown for over forty two hundred yards ever. Yeah. I don't I, I think he can. I think it was just because he had that defense for so long. I mean he really didn't need to have as many yards as he needed. He didn't need to have five thousand yards every season. Honestly, to win games, because all he needed was his running, running backs to do well, and he needed because he had Marshawn Lynch, and also he just needed his receivers to make catches. And they had Tyler Lockett. They even had Golden Tate in his prime. They had uh, some others as well, Percy Harvin a little bit, and then when he was playing really well, uh, I I think he can. Russell Wilson can throw for five thousand yards if he really needed to, but. Again, he's put in a situation where he has another defense, like the Legion. No, I'm not saying the Legion of Boom, but he has another really good defense, so he won't need to throw for over 4,200 yards. Yeah, but when you give away all those draft picks and players, I you gotta you gotta play that. You gotta be electric. Yeah, and uh, I'm that's uh, that's gonna be interesting to see if Russell Wilson will be good in that offense. And now we're going to go over to the AFC East. Um, Who wins that AFC East with all the Dolphins' moves in free agency? I I still think the Bills. I think the Bills are going to be the the winner until someone knocks them out completely, Um, which is probably... It's probably going to be... Someone like Stefan Diggs wanting a lot of money. It's gonna it's gonna be a cap hit that that destroys the Bills. I think eventually. Yeah, but the Bills are gonna be my number one. Still. Yeah, I think the Bills are gonna win that division regardless. Josh and Allen. We, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna bring up the Patriots, so you can go ahead and keep going. Yeah, the Josh Allen is. I'd rather take Josh Allen over two any day. Um, yeah, and they just added some added Von Miller as well. I mean, hopefully that fixes the pass rush. Who knows? They made some other signings on D line to help that as well, which pretty good signings actually on that D line this year in free agency. So I really think they're gonna lock up that number one, um, and I think the Dolphins will at least fight for the number two spot, probably with the Patriots. Um, I see the Jets fighting at least a little bit, but I'm not. I'm. I'm still. I'm still. Uh, still. Still not caught on with them yet. I. Uh, so my thing with the Patriots right now, I have Bills one, and I know I just got done saying you can't count Bill out, but right now I have the Dolphins number two, Patriots three, Jets number four, and my big thing is. Granted, the Patriots do all their free agent shopping late because they get all these players 
Or like you see someone like Bobby Wagner, and you're like, wow, he's going to get a huge contract. But yeah, he hasn't even. There's been one rumor today that he was talking with a team, and we still haven't heard it. He's meeting with the Rams today. They don't have a lot of money. At least I don't think they do. So that's when Bill Belichick will swoop in and be like, oh, the Rams offered you 10 mil a year. We'll do 10 and a half million a year. Come play in New England where you know you're going to get a shot at a championship. And. So it's hard to judge the Patriots is what I'm saying with that. Yeah, Bill Belichick, I still am interested to see his plan because he always has a plan. And I think he just always makes the right draft pick. It's crazy to see. So you're right, exactly right. He, you can never count Bill Belichick out. He knows his players. He knows his schemes. He knows everything that they need to do to make the playoffs. And I think Mac, jo- Mac Jones just develops even more, and he has a really good season. And he just gets even better. Yeah, and my big thing with the Dolphins is Tua. So, but they have game changers. They have game changers on both sides of the ball now. And even if Tua isn't playing at a elite level, all he has to do is play. He needs to be a game manager. Yeah, you know it's interesting how we how we're worried about Tua Tagovailoa. But we're not not as worried about that as Mac Jones in his second year, or even Zach Wilson. Yeah. So my big thing with Mac Jones is he showed last year he can play a system quarterback role perfectly. We've seen it at Alabama. We've seen it here. He follows directions. He doesn't make stupid decisions. So that's why I don't have that with Mac Jones. A big thing with Zach Wilson, he's got a lot of, lot of. Um, he's an athlete. I mean, he's he's fast. He's quick. He's got a decent release. Um, he he can throw the ball deep. He's a little inaccurate, but I think that'll fix over time. Um, plus, he got a he was out a couple times with injuries last year, so um, that's why I'm giving him a little bit. This is to his what going on the fourth year. Yeah. It's to his fourth or fifth year now. Third or fourth. It's kind of like Marcus Mariota, how he never really developed as a quarterback, and that's why the Titans had to get rid of him. And uh, um, Jets, I believe, I'm really interested to see their defense and how good it can be and just how Zach Wilson gets better this year. And... I don't know. I mean, I guess the Jets, no one's really thinking about them at this moment for anything in the AFC. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets actually made a push towards the second spot in that division. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You gotta explain Uh, that one for me. So, what I'm thinking right now is if they push for a second spot in the division, I'm thinking... That Zach Wilson fixes his, fixes his inaccuracy issues in year two, and he fixes his mistakes. And I know that's a long stretch because he's second-year player, but look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones learned that given Bill Belichick was his head coach, but Robert Sala, he's a decent head coach, and he's got a defense behind him now that's only getting better. And in the draft, you're only going to get a star player in the draft that's going to help that defense. And I don't know. Maybe they don't get trashed on like every game. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a hot take. 
if I'm pretty sure they're gonna finish fourth or third at least in division, but it'd be interesting to see them push for that number two if they actually put all the pieces, put some pieces together, and actually could win some games. Okay, that's a fair take. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poop on you for it. This is a really good. Uh, this is a really good draft class. I know it's not the one where last year's was a really good quarterback draft class. So like it was really hyped up. I mean, you had almost the top five picks, like three or four of them were quarterbacks. So, th- but this one's a really good draft for your key positions on your offensive line, your defensive line, corners. Um, so I'm I'm actually interested to see um, some of these teams that aren't very good, but have ten draft picks this year, which everybody starts off with at least ten. I could. I could see some teams getting drastically better just off this draft class. Yeah, I think this this draft should be hyped up even more. Yeah, it doesn't have quarterbacks, but I think it still should be hyped up because it's got so many defensive players that you're guaranteed to get a star player even in the in the beginning of the second round of this draft. And there's yeah. not hasn't been a defensive draft like this in a little while like four or five years at least, that's been as good as this right now. And that's why the Falcons are so dumb and Arthur Blank is horrible because if we had Matt Ryan right now, we wouldn't have to worry about maybe drafting Malik Willis. And if we do draft Malik Willis, that puts us in a hole because we could have drafted a good edge rusher or a good corner to pair with A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward. So that way, we could actually win some games. And if Arthur Blanks really wants to win some games, then he wouldn't have Marcus Mariota starting. And Arthur Smith wouldn't have Marcus Mariota starting. And Matt Ryan wouldn't be a Colt. And Colts wouldn't... Okay. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, the Falcons would be in a better situation right now if Arthur Blank kept Matt Ryan. All right, so who do you think won free agency on that note? <laughs> I think uh, the Jaguars did. I don't see any the Jaguars did. They just improved their roster so much just by these signings. Yeah, they weren't the they weren't the biggest names, but they were the names that actually helps their team so much to where I think they're fighting for at least the second spot in that division. Um, I really hope that they do fight a lot. I really hope they win more than five or six games. That would be really cool to see as a, it's because Jaguars are my second team. But at the same time, they had a Christian Kirk, they had a Foyese Alokun, um, a really good linebacker, and they're bolstering that defense, and they have the number one pick in the draft. I mean, and they're probably going to get Aiden Hutchinson, a defensive end that's going to pass rush. The pass rush might be really good for the Jaguars. And Trevor Lawrence is going to second year. He looked decent last year. I really am interested to see the Jaguars again, like all these other teams. That that's fair. I I'm gonna not say the Jaguars because I'm a biased fan. Um, I completely agree with you, though. They picked up really good defensive players. You know they're gonna get an edge rusher at least. They who knows what happens with the number one pick? It, it's most likely Aiden Hutchinson, but there's a chance. They draft someone else. You don't know. I mean, it could be a, it could be Evan Neal. But even if it is Evan Neal, you have a a ten times better O line than you had last year. So, I re- there really are to judge because yes, I they filled a lot of holes with this one off season. We can but, also yeah. 
I was going to say, I'm giving it... Oh, dang. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't want to say my answer. Because I kind of want to say the Dolphins. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, the Dolphins also could be in that for winning free agency because they made some key signings, like not just because of Tyree Kill, but also because of Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. Those were really two good, really running back acquisitions. And then they also got some defensive players, some really good ones, uh, so, some like no names, but names that are known to be playing decently. Um, but also, you could even say, hey, Denver won for agency because they got their starting quarterback. They're already going to be in a Super Bowl, um, uh, 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 hypothetically, just because of that signing. So they had the best free agency. Well, so I really, so the, the I'm going to give my top five teams for free agency, the top five grades for free agency right now. I have the Dolphins at number one. You just named the two running backs. Um, they just got Tyreek Hill. They also got Teron um, Armstead. I mean, they bolstered their offensive line. They got a couple defensive pieces. They completely changed the wide receiver room, the running back room. And even if two is not great, I forgot about their run game they're going to have this year. They're going to have an insane run game. So my number one was the Dolphins. Number two will go to the Jaguars. They filled a lot of needs. They didn't. They might not have been the big splash signings, but and you know I keep seeing the overpaid, overpaid, overpaid for these guys. But here's the thing: the Jaguars just proved to Trevor Lawrence that they were willing to do whatever it takes to try to help him out. And I know some people are like, "Well, why didn't we offer the sixth round pick for Amari Cooper?" Well, who knows? We don't know what front offices are doing. They could have offered Amari Cooper a fifth-round pick, and they just said, you know what, Amari Cooper, we're not going to send you to the Jaguars. We'd rather you go somewhere where you might have a chance to compete. Yeah. Like you said, uh, I really think the Jaguars won free agency. Um, Also, the Chargers are in my top five as well because they got J.C. Jackson and Khalil. And they, and they got Khalil Mack as well. And that just bolstered that defense, that, that, that which was the reason they lost that game, to not be able to go in the playoffs. And they already got an offense with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert's only getting better. He can throw everything. So, yeah, definitely all of them. All the Chargers as well is definitely a good one to look at. And also the Raiders with Devontae Adams. The Raiders are my number four. Devont- yeah, two AFC West teams in, in our top fives. Like, they added Devontae Adams, which is just a huge signing in itself. And then they got some defensive pieces as well. That makes you go, oh, can the Ra- are Raiders competing as well? Okay, so let me tell you, let me ask you this. You said the Broncos were one that you think did really good in free agency because they got their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Why? Why wouldn't the Colts be up there? The Col- Well, the Colts would probably be up in my top ten just because of that Matt Ryan signing. I mean, I oh know I was hypothetically saying the Broncos just because Russell Wilson. They didn't do. They didn't do the biggest signings other than Russell Wilson. I was saying that hypothetically, um, but. That's a good signing in itself, but they didn't win free agency because of that. They're not in my top five or ten. Um, the Colts are in my top ten because Matt Ryan 
is such a is a really good quarterback, and Russell Wilson is a really good quarterback. But Matt Ryan, he has an O line now. He's never had a defense career. Russell Wilson's had the defense his whole career or most of it with that Legion of Boom, and also Matt Ryan, he never had a really good O line. Even that Super Bowl year, he's never had O line help, and now they have. He's going to one of the best O line in the NFL, and he's going to a really good top fifteen defense. That's just going to elevate the Colts game, and they still have lots of cap space, so I believe they're even going to make more signings as well. Okay, that's fair. Um, do you think the Chargers have a legit shot at winning their division? Yeah, for sure. The FC West, it's, it's anybody could win that division. Um, but the Chargers specifically, Justin Herbert, if he plays even better than he does last season, which he played amazingly last season... Um, he's made some of the craziest throws I think I've ever seen, other than when I, Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl, jumping, uh, leaning on the side and throwing that perfectly. It's crazy. Um, but he, that 70-yard pass, oh man, he just sat back there and threw that thing 60 yards in the air and got a touchdown off of it. That was probably one of the most most craziest and fun plays to watch last season. And just adding Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, I really think the only thing they need is some linebackers. And I think they're going to be competing hard. I think they, well, make they also the... have a chance at getting linebackers in the draft. Yeah, it's a really good defensive draft. So I think they just have a legit, they have a legit chance to beat their Chiefs because they lost Tyree Kill and they don't have that def- they don't have that def- Super Bowl defense anymore. So obviously they can probably score on them at will. And then the Raiders, if they go against the Raiders, it's going to be a tough game. Um, and against the Broncos, tough game. But I think they're, uh, Justin Herbert just can do it. And they have a running game with Austin Eckler. Yeah, I, I like the Chargers. If anybody's going to beat the Chiefs, I think it's going to be the Chargers. But I'm still putting the Chiefs at number one in that division. Yeah. I, I, uh, I honestly am leaning kind of more towards the Chiefs being number two in that division this year, just because there's so many pieces that the Chargers and the Raiders and the Broncos have, that I think one of them wins that division. Um, I gotta fix my light. There it goes. All right. um, yeah, so uh, also, there's been a lot of quarterback trades and relocations this in this free agency. So, this is going to be my question. Where are landing spots for you? Who do you think ba- Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G do you think they go? Do you think Jimmy G actually gets traded this year? And who does he go to? And where do you think Baker goes? At this point, I don't think Jimmy G goes anywhere. I think Jimmy G stays in in San Francisco. I just the 49ers should have played their hand with Jimmy G three weeks ago. Um, if they wanted a decent haul for Jimmy G, and I honestly think with the Seahawks. I'm going to give two options for a Seahawks quarterback, and that's going to be... No, I'll give you three options for a quarterback from Seattle if they don't draft one. This is only free agents. Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith, or Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting pick. My thing is, Gardner Minshew will be cheap. He'll be cheap, and he does have experience in the NFL. My thing with Baker is I think he's going to – I don't think he's going to be cheap. I don't think he's going to be – I think he's going to want something similar to what Mitchell Trubisky got. 
you know, where it's a, it has the option of going upward of like 27 million for two years. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't think Baker is worse than, than Mitch Trubisky. I think he's better than Mitch Trubisky, honestly. Which is why I think he... he which he, yeah, him. he's definitely going to have to... It's going to be paid a little more. Um, but I'm thinking if, if like, the Seahawks really want their quarterback and don't want Ty, don't want Drew Locke to be their starter, I think they really go after Jimmy G if they really want a quarterback. And Jimmy G, at this point, is looking like they're not... Like you said, they're not going to trade him because they're at this point where they're at this point where oh well we missed our opportunity to get a really big deal for Jimmy G because apparently they were looking at two second round picks for Jimmy G and Matt Ryan just got traded for what only a third so yeah. it's going to be a really hard market for them to trade Jimmy G unless the Seahawks really want him or another team maybe even. Maybe even some other teams that really want a quarterback, they maybe they go for Jimmy G. But I really think Baker is going to go to Seahawks. Honestly, I think Baker is such I, a good fit there with Pete Carroll. That's why I'm kind of. I think Gardner Minshew is similar to Baker Mayfield in a lot of ways. I think Baker Mayfield obviously the better quarterback. Even though I'm a Gardner Minshew fan, I think Gardner. I think there's a reason Baker Mayfield was a starter and Gardner Minshew wasn't. Um, and I'm not oblivious to the lack of arm strength for Gardner Minshew. But I think it's going to be a money thing. It all depends. Do you want... If Baker Mayfield's your starter, you're starting him all year long, and if you draft a quarterback, you're you're playing Baker Mayfield regardless all year long, and you're letting someone to develop. But if you're drafting a quarterback and you think, hey, maybe by game six I want to try him in, then you're going to go to someone like Geno or Gardner Minshew. Yeah, honestly, this a sneaky quarterback move was Marcus Mariota to the Falcons. Because Marcus Mariota, he's been learning under Derek Carr, and it's not like he's got worse. Marcus Mariota can still run like he did when yeah, he was he on the Titans. Yeah, he and still I, has his legs. Hey, who knows? He probably improved with his accuracy and everything. That's why he was yeah. the backup in, in Oak. In, uh, Oak Oakland and Las Vegas for a few years now, and I really think that's just that just came. He they, but the Atlanta got him got him for really cheap and really easily. So I don't know how Baker is still up there, or I don't know how Jimmy G didn't get traded, or if any team needs a quarterback. I'm surprised, like the Seahawks, I'm surprised they didn't even go after Marcus Mariota because he honestly he can run, he can improvise, kind of like Russell Wilson did. So I'm not yeah. sure where. Uh, maybe Pete Carroll even thought of him. I'm not sure. But I think Pete Carroll's also thinking about Colin Kaepernick a little bit. I really don't think they signed him. I really think they signed Baker. But I'm really interested to see if the Browns just try to trade Baker or they can't find anybody they just release him. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't see him staying on the team at all. I think it's a release or a trade, just like you said. Yeah, and talking about quarterbacks, we're going to go. To, let's go to the NFL draft. Um, who gets Willis, who gets Malik Willis, and who gets Kenny Pickett? So, this is interesting. I think, I don't remember if we went over this last week or not, but I think Willis, no, I think I think Kenny Pickett is the more polished quarterback right now. I think he's closest to NFL ready out of every quarterback in the draft. So if you if you're grabbing Pickett, you're hoping he's ready to lead a team right now. 
similar to a Mac Jones situation, where he's polished enough to be a, a system quarterback. The thing is, Willis has the higher ceiling. He has the potential to be like a, I don't want to say Lamar Jackson, but he ha- he's got a strong arm. He's, a- he's actually pretty accurate with the football. And he's got legs. I mean, he can move. You're going to have to, opposing defenses are going to have to game plan for that like they do with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I honestly think, I think Pickett goes to the Panthers because they really want a quarterback, and I don't think they want to start Sam Donald again. They tried that last year. They tried an experiment last year. Um, So I really think they go Kenny Pickett, and honestly, I think the Falcons do go Willis just to be behind Mariota, a veteran quarterback, just so he can sit behind him for a year. That's probably why they signed him for a two-year deal because they're thinking in their mind, okay, let's get Pickett or Willis. Whoever falls to our draft number, we get because he can learn under Mariota for a year and we can start him. But honestly, I see Willis going to Atlanta because Atlanta is Willis's hometown as well. So it just makes a lot of sense for that. But at the end of the day, Falcons is such a good defensive draft. I really wanted them to draft an edge rusher or something because they've never had that. And to be wasting that pick on a quarterback when you could have had your quarterback for a few more years but got that star defensive player... It just it just ruins everything a little bit. Yeah, this is actually really interesting. I'm looking at the draft order. You know the Jaguars are not going quarterback. Yeah, and they got the Giants have two picks in that top ten. So this is where they when it gets interesting. Um, the Detroit Lions could actually go quarterback. I don't think they do, but they could. Hmm. That'd be a surprising move to me. It would be surprising. I don't think they do it just because I'm pretty sure Jared Goff had good enough season and he showed he can lead that team. So and, and you have to think if you're going quarterback, you're expecting he's got to sit for at least two years as a backup. And I don't think you use a first round pick when the team has that much holes because you have Jared Goff's contract regardless. You can't just drop him. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff, I think I think the Lions just need that defensive help a lot. And I think they draft a defensive player or even an offensive tackle if need be. Um, that's probably going to be what they pick. But it's interesting to think that they would pick a quarterback because that would really shock a lot of people too. I, don't, I, I still don't see that happening, but um, it would be a nice surprise, I guess. And then the Houston Texans, number three. We we like I said we don't think they're going quarterback, but they really could possibly go quarterback. Yeah, and there are a lot of reports uh, that they are building, and it looks like from what they're doing in free agency, it looks like they're building around Davis Mills, their rookie quarterback from last year. So that's a big reason why they probably won't go quarterback. But as again, like you said, they could go quarterback because they're not sure if Davis Mills is their franchise guy because they just lost to Sean Watson and now they're stuck in this position. Do we help this rookie, the second year quarterback? Do we think he's good enough already? Or do we just get one of these quarterbacks that may be better? Yeah. Grab a quarterback while you have an extra first round pick to grab another need. And you have an extra second round pick now to where you can get three really good players plus a quarterback. So who knows? We really don't know because we, I mean, maybe they were building the team for a new quarterback. We don't know. Yeah, 
And this is why this the draft order for this year is so interesting because the Giants also uh, the Giants don't they have two picks in top ten? Uh, yeah, the Giants have number five and number seven. So don't you can't even count them out either as not drafting quarterback because they're not sure what they Daniel Jones is capable of. So they could yeah. go quarterback very more unlikely than the Texans and Lions, but but still another question mark is Daniel Jones your guy and. They're not. They don't want Tyrod Taylor's to start for the future either. Yeah, but I will say them grabbing Tyrod Taylor makes me think they will not go quarterback. I don't think they're using three roster spots on quarterbacks. I think it's Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor. They might compete for the job, but the owner of the Giants has came out and said that they feel they've mistreated Daniel Jones and they're going to give him a true shot to be a starter. Yeah, I. They have really good opportunity right now to draft a really good cornerback, a star cornerback, and a star edge rusher because they have two picks in top 10, and that's kind of scary because they kind of, I don't know, they kind of had some un, unnamed um, signings and unnamed players from last year that they still have on the team that's only going to get better, That only that some people don't even know their names. And they've played really well. I've seen some games from last year. And that defense can play. They kind of stopped Brady with the Buccaneers in one that, that game on Monday night. They kind of limited him a little bit. But ultimately, Brady won today because they're not a whole defense. But I really think the Giants, if they take two defensive stars, oh man, it's going to be a field day if, if Daniel Jones plays really well. Yeah, so you got Jets at four, Giants at five, the Panthers at six. That's probably the first quarterback. But, um, like I've been saying, all, all those other teams could draft a quarterback before them. <coughs> yeah, and it's gonna be this is going to be a really tough decision for the Carolina Panthers because they can either pick, oh, do we want our franchise quarterback or possibly franchise quarterback. We still don't know how these quarterbacks will play, but... Or do we go with a star defensive player that we know for sure is going to start for our defense for a while? Because there may be uh, Stephon Gilmore. He hasn't got signed yet. I don't. I believe. I don't believe. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure he hasn't been signed yet. But if the Panthers, I heard the Panthers are trying to re-sign him. So and they could go cornerback or edge rusher, and they just bolstered what's already a good defense in Carolina. I'm trying to look up to make sure he hasn't gotten signed yet. I don't think he has. Yeah, he's still a un. Yeah, he's still a unrestricted free agent. Um. Yeah, and then after the Giants, then you finally have the Falcons, and I mean, we'll see. I the Marcus Mariota two year deal. Does that mean they're going to hold off one year to try to draft a quarterback next year and a better quarterback draft? Possibly, that's might be the big reasoning behind that two year deal. Um, if it, it's interesting that it was a two year deal and not a one year deal, um, I I fully see us using Marcus Mariota's whole year, um, and drafting a quarterback next year. But at the end of the day, I really I I, th- I think you kind of have to moving on from Matt Ryan was such a big move that kind of you have to draft Malik Willis at this point. I mean, if you wait a year and then these those all, all those quarterbacks from next year are bust, oh, you missed your you missed your chance. You could have drafted Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. That's that's fair. Um so that was pretty much and then the Seahawks have number 9, so I guess they would be another Yeah. 
if if the Panthers and Falcons don't both pick quarterbacks, they're gonna get one of those. Especially if they don't re- sign Baker Mayfield or someone. Yeah, and uh, Kirk Cousins signed a one-year extension. They have number twelve. Yeah, uh, they want a replacement. They're not. They're, yeah, they're not certain about their future either. Um, Kirk Cousins is only getting older, and uh, a lot of people don't like him, even though he had a really underrated year last I, year. If he was a Jaguar, I would be not. I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, he kind of he's limited. In, he only had like eight interceptions last year and like thirty-four touchdowns. He played yeah. very well, and but then again, they missed the playoffs. So what does that say? Um, and that one-year extension with new head coach, maybe they try to find a franchise quarterback here, or just they just draft defensive end. That's actually a really good one. But I think they're so far down in that pick list that they won't have the opportunity. Yeah, the next team I'm seeing, Texans have another one. Well, the Commanders are at number eleven. Yeah, but I, I don't, I, don't, I see them just bolstering their defense a little bit, just or even their O line now, um, because I think that they want to ride Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. I think they found two guys that they they want to test out before they even do anything with that. I don't think they want to sign someone, a quarterback to rookie deal and have three quarterbacks they have to worry about. Yeah, then you got 14, the Ravens. They're obviously not going quarterback. 15 and 16 are both Eagles. They're not going quarterback. They're sticking with Hurts, I think. 17, Chargers, not going quarterback. Number 18, I think they're riding with Jameis Winston, New Orleans. They're not grabbing a quarterback, I don't think. Eagles, 19. So we kind of just got. I just. We, I just got news that uh, the Chiefs apparently with their wide receiver hole now with Tyreek Hill gone, they've inquired about the availability of Jaguars wide receiver Lavishka Chenault. And so who knows? Maybe Jaguars do trade Lavishka Chenault based on what Kansas City gives them. So that might be interesting to see. Um, Lavishka Chenault is on the the trade block, by the way. Okay. Yeah. They so, haven't came out and said it, but. There's so many rumors about LaVisca Chenault this past week, trade like on the trade market because we just here. Okay, with the Jaguars, we have Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and honestly, Jamal Agnew played that role better. He's faster. He's not as strong. LaVisca Chenault is a strong wide receiver. He's more. He's almost built like a halfback. Um, but those are your four, and then you just resign. Tra- uh, Laquan Treadwell, and you have LaVisca Chenault. So you have six wide receivers now, and most likely drafting one at number 33 because you don't have a true number one. Christian Kirk is going to be a great wide receiver. He can play the outside. He can play the slot. I think if they have Marvin Jones on one side, Christian Kirk in the slot, Jay, uh, Zay Jones possibly outside, possibly inside, and then a true number one, that, I mean, that often is going to be something to watch. Yeah, so it's a real, 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 very real possibility that the Chiefs trade for Livshkachanal because they like what they see in him. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if Mahomes will elevate Livshkachanal a little bit. I think he will. That would actually be a perfect destination because not only will Patrick Mahomes elevate someone like that, Andy Reid will design an offense to get him flourishing, which is what failed last year under Urban Meyer and... Uh, Daryl Bevel being the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be really interesting. 
Um, so going along with our list, um, are you excited about the XFL returning in 2023? I'm excited about more football. I'd watch arena football at this point. I really just want to see some football, so I'd watch anything. But I really, it's hit or miss for me. It's just like, okay, XFL is coming back. It's not that important to me. I mean, I'd watch if it was on, but I don't think I like, oh, I got to make sure I got to watch this XFL game today. No, I'm not going to do that. So it's interesting that they're returning in 2023. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to co- what comes of it. Maybe they go bankrupt like they have the Alliance of American Football did. Even though that was a really good, interesting concept. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think um, I'm really interested to see how the how the partnership with NFL and the XFL work. Yeah, I know cause... they said it's not a it's not a um, it's yes it's to show some new stuff for the XFL to see how it works and then the NFL might take it up, but it's not a like a minor league team for the NFL. It's nothing like that. It's going to be strictly partnership, I think. Yeah, and it's going to be cool to see because they're going to test some rules out in the XFL that they can, that they can't really, they can't test out in the NFL. So we'll see, probably see the overtime rules in that that they test out and some other rules like a PI being challenged again, maybe, um, even though that, that lasted for a year and didn't work. Um, which was really interesting to me because PI is one of those things where it's a good thing if it's reviewable, but also at the same time, if it's reviewable, then shouldn't shouldn't holding or defensive holding be flag be challenged as well? Could yeah. I think there should definitely whenever a flag has been called, you know the the refs all kind of meet up in the middle and they discuss like, hey, it's on this guy. You know, while that's happening. They should be watching the play in New York and giving feedback like, yo, he did not hold. Or, hey, you missed a blatant pass interference call on the 30-yard line on the opposite side of the field. And to be honest, they've gotten a lot better with that, especially with the cha- regular challenges. Um, so, yeah, it's they, I, I, I really wish that they could have better communication with New York just say they know if they miss a blatant pass interference. I mean, that, that way they can fix themselves. Yeah. So that's the good thing about the XFL. They're going to be testing out things that we might actually see in the NFL in the future. And talking about... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I agree. Yeah, go and talking about the Chiefs and their wide receiver hole, they signed former Giants wide receiver Corey Coleman, and he was out for a year. But before that year out, Corey Coleman looked, looked fast he looked like he could be a good 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 possession receiver for the giants and he's only 27 years old regardless they'll be able to use him as depth depending on what they do they might be going um let's see what pick do they have 30 they could possibly get a decent wide receiver at that late because of how strong this draft is defensively yeah i yeah they have so many options now because they would really want uh, um, they really want Patrick Mahomes to have that true number one again. Or well, he de- technically doesn't need it, but yeah. Did they get a first rounder from the Dolphins? They got a first rounder from the Dolphins. Yep. Oh, so they they have pick number thirty and they have pick twenty nine. Okay, yeah. So they can do whatever they want now. That's actually kind of scary too, because they could just go both defense. 
And then, then again, they'd just be competing again with the uh, AFC West. Yeah. Um... And moving on, uh, after signing offensive tack- tackle Lyle Collins, which was a big signing for the Bengals to bolster that offensive line for Joe Burrow, they waived their offensive lineman, Fred Johnson, who recently just signed his restricted free agent tender, and they resigned him. So they just waived him because they're like, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. We got Lyle Collins. Yeah, I really, really like what the Bengals have done this offseason. They knew they had to protect Joe Burrow. They didn't last year, and they got a lot of heat for it. So this year they were like, we're not taking the heat no more. We're getting you two new guards, a center, and a left tackle. Yeah, they're going to do – they're both that all line of much. I'm interested to see if that same explosive offense is going to be there next year. Maybe – Maybe, I'm not saying it, is, it was, but maybe this was a fluke year, and maybe they got kind of lucky this year. I, yeah, I could see that, because I every playoff game, I did not have the Bengals winning. And th- those were games that Titans should have won and Chiefs should have won. Yeah, they were all within a... And a lot of their regular season wins were by a touchdown or less. Yeah, so they kind of just got the best of their games, because Ryan Tannehill... He wasn't supposed to throw that interception with 20 seconds left. They were supposed to go... As soon as I saw Titans get the ball under 2 in the clock going down the field, I was like, oh, Titans are going to win this game easily. And then that happened. So a little luck was on their side this year. Unfortunately, they didn't win the Super Bowl. But they do know they had to fix their own line. So I really hope that offense can be explosive as it was. All right. So I just pulled up their regular season, okay? Week one, they won in overtime against the Vikings, 27-24. Week two, they lost to the Chicago Bears, 17-20. Week three, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won by two touchdowns. So they have one game where they won by two touchdowns. Yeah, no, the Steelers. Jacksonville Jaguars, week four, they won by three points on a last-second field goal. Uh, They lost to the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Lions 34-11, to so that's two games. They whooped the Baltimore Ravens 41-17, to so that's three games. They lost to the New York Jets 31-34. to They lost to the Cleveland Browns 16-41. to mm. They beat the Las Vegas Raiders 32-13. to They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 41-10. to They lost to the Chargers 22-41. to they lost to the 49ers in overtime, 23-26. to They beat the Denver Broncos, 15-10. to They beat the Baltimore Ravens, 41-21. to They beat the Kansas City Chiefs, 34-31. to And then they lost to the Cleveland Browns, 16-21. to So they had six games out of all their wins where they won by more than a touchdown. And those teams, Steelers twice... Not very good team. The Lions, not a very good team. Baltimore Ravens, very injured. Very injured. And the Las Vegas Raiders was the only one that was above 500. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, who knows? Maybe they did get lucky. Um, and some other big news, the Buccaneers, they re-signed Leonard. We weren't sure if they're going to re-sign Leonard Fournette, but they just they signed him to a three-year, $21 million deal with $9 million guaranteed. 
I like this signing for them. I think I think he was he was a key piece to that offense. Yeah, uh, they really they they really needed some sort of running game for Tom Brady, and they gave him his running back back. So that's going to be really good for them. Uh, it would have been interesting to see though Ronald Fournette on the Patriots. That would have been really interesting to see. Yeah. And also, the Cowboys re-signed the punter Brian Anger and got a three-year deal worth nine million dollars. Man's getting paid. Yep, and he's probably one of the best players on their team. <laughs> just uh, kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, actually, Adam re-signed. Schefter, Adam Schefter, or Ian Rappaport did say that. Yeah, no, he said in his, that same tweet. I the same in that tweet, he said one of their best players. Like, you're just not gonna you're gonna say that about Amari Cooper, <laughs> C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, Zeke. Trayvon Diggs, Zeke, Mike Dak Parsons, Prescott, Micah Parsons, Adarcus Lawrence, Marcus Lawrence, <laughs> um, the, not Zadarius Smith. He was a Packer. There was another guy, Randy Gregory. He left. Yeah, um, but last year. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're telling me the punter is better than all those players? <laughs> nope. Not even close. Um, Michael Gallup. <laughs> yeah. um, the Packers also signed D-tackle Jerron Reed. Um, a little, I guess, sneaky pickup, because Jerron Reed, he's played, he played really well for his last team, and I saw that. I saw him play a little bit, and uh, he, he's a really good defensive player for the run. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs, earlier with their wide receiver issues, Demarcus Robinson is signing a one-year deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm assuming he's kind of replacing Zay Jones. Devonte Adams is just a whole new player for them, I guess. So, um, yeah. pick up by him, Demarcus Lawrence or Demarcus Robinson. I think he's got a year or two left in him to be a, a decent wide receiver, and then I think he'll just be kind of one of them veteran pres- presences on the team. Yeah, I'd same. I think so. Uh, he's going to be a veteran presence in a couple of years. Just a depth signing for the Raiders for their offense. Um, and former Saints O tackle Teron Armstead, Ian said earlier, he reached an agreement on a five-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. And that boosters that offensive line a little bit for Tua, yeah. so he has more protection. If Tua doesn't do it, man, he's going to ruin his career. Yeah, I know. If Tua plays bad and they apt are forced to play the backup, I think Tua's career is done as a starter, and he's going to be. And a backup. you know, I was I was just looking at this. Um, so Daryl Bevel was the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. He is the quarterback coach for the Miami Dolphins now. And we mm-hmm. saw how bad Trevor Lawrence was last year, so I I don't have high hopes for Tua. <laughs> Well, he's got all the weapons to do it, so uh, hey, who knows? Uh, yeah, he does have the weapons now, so we'll see. Yeah, and uh, former Bears free agent safety Dion Bush is signing with the Chiefs on a one-year deal. Um, not a depth signing, probably for safety. They don't even have Tyron Matthew anymore, so who knows who's going to start Justin there? Reed. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they did just try and Justin Reed. Um, so that's going to be a decent safety to take Tyrone Matthews' place, but more depth signing. Um, yeah, free agency is really slowed down this week, so a, a lot of things you guys will hear right now are going to be like depth signings. 
Um, and also, the Giants are signing former Ravens D tackle Justin Ellis on a one-year deal. Um, that defense, like I said, only improving. And Justin Ellis on the Ravens, he played well for them. Um, so it's definitely decent pickup, one-year prove-it deal. And also, uh, free agent defensive back Rashawn Melvin signed back signed with the Panthers, and defensive back Dante Johnson signed with the 49ers. Also, the Titans are signing back their line linebacker Ola Edeni to a one-year deal, uh, probably third, fourth, fourth, fifth string depth signing. Uh, again, yeah, they signed a lot of linebackers this offseason. They re-signed their linebackers, I should say. They didn't sign new ones. They re-signed a bunch of them. Yeah, and they were able to get Harold Landry back, so that's, that was huge for them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Ian, um, we basically are done with our list. Um, let's let's talk about us a little bit. Um, tell tell me where you tell tell them where you went to school. Tell our audience what you want to do for your career, the hobbies. Let let them know, get to know us a little bit more. All right. So, I didn't go to college. I went to high school. I did finish high school. I got a diploma. Actually, cool story. Me and Tesh actually sat next to each other in grad at graduation. We were uh, our last names are really similar. I think yours, is, mine's is D E P, and yours is D E S. <laughs> so pretty cool. Um, we got to you know you had to be at graduation like an hour early. So I went and picked him up, and then we went to graduation together. We got to sit next to each other. Our names were called one after the other. Pretty cool. We got to walk up walked down pretty much right after each other um so basically when his family cheered i was like oh they're cheering for me they're cheering <laughs> for me <laughs> but uh no it went yeah. by really fast just because i was sitting next to someone and i know so it just went by really really fast yeah, we had. I mean, we had a big graduation class, though. I mean, it was like six hundred something people. Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, I mean, it yeah. took a long time. One in particular, I know, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> so we both went to high school in uh, in Georgia. We went to a high school called Camden County High, um, the only high school in the county. And we uh, we used to, we had classes together, which is how we met. We met in high school. Um, we both had we both loved Madden, so we played a lot of Madden together. We played a lot of Fortnite together, a lot of Call of Duty together. We're big video game people. Um, for work, I am a house builder by trade, so I'm. Basically, a contractor for a different company, so I don't have my contracting license. I use someone else's. But at the moment, I am actually working at a dog daycare because the stress of home building was just on a different level. So I left, and now I'm doing something that I enjoy. Doesn't pay quite as well, but I mean, I pay the bills, so that's all that matters. And hobbies include football. I play a lot of video games as well um and yeah I'm, i play guitar too you guys are tuned one of these days hey maybe uh maybe maybe we'll have a podcast with a musician and bam you yeah. play your guitar a little bit 
Um, yeah, so I went to a private school from preschool all the way till eighth grade, and uh, that preschool is different because it was like a Christian school, so it was definitely very different than public schools, and I've never been to public school up until uh, until high school. So it was a very it was a very weird transition because my private school there was only like sixty to seventy people, and they had grades from preschool to eighth grade, and there was only seventy people in that school. So I knew everybody there, and it was just really weird to transition to a public school where there's hundreds of people, and I didn't know anybody. So definitely, it was a little bit of a transition, and I went to high school with Ian. I met Ian there. Uh, it was kind of weird. We met in gym. And then, literally, the first thing I asked him was about GTA, GTA Grand Theft Auto, because Grand Theft Auto V recently just came out on PS3. It's a video game. Um, and then we start talking, became friends, and uh, we talked about the NFL a little bit there in high school. And then I went to college, local college, for a couple years. And then I uh, actually, noticed, I really love video games, so I went to college at Fulton University for game design. And I graduated with my uh, associates in game design. Um, at Full Sail University, and I came back here, and now we started this podcast, and uh, my hobbies, like Ian, NFL, video games, I like reading a lot as well, I don't read as much as I did before, but that's one of the things that I like doing, and uh, yeah, that's basically where we're at right now, we love making TikToks now too, so uh, yeah, that's a lot of things to get to know us a little bit. You're a big movie fan too. Yeah, I actually recently, uh, while I was in Orlando, um, I, I, I became friends with, uh, some film majors as well, and they got, I got kind of into movies by them, and now I'm just even more into movies and know a lot more about movies than I ever did in my life. And, yeah. So, uh, Ian, you want to take us out? Uh, yeah, so... Appreciate you guys watching. If you're if you watch it live, if you're watching the next, you know, the broadcast afterwards, <laughs> comment down below. What do you guys think we should talk about next week? Um, we're always interested. Like we make our list, but we always look at the comments from our TikTok from this way before we make the list of things we're going to talk about. And then obviously, when you're watching and commenting, we try to focus on, you know, the comments we're getting live um so we appreciate you guys for watching um the link trees in our bio so you can look up our tiktok or twitter or yeah and everything we have on there and make sure to stick around for our new outro that we just got from fiverr uh definitely um wait around for a few seconds it's it's a pretty short outro but we got to narrate and everything so definitely as soon as we end the stream the outro will play so make sure you guys look out for that and let us know what you think about it. Cool. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you guys Sunday. Um, and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace out. Thank you for watching the PI Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and tune in next time so you don't miss the latest news in the NFL world. You can also follow us on TikTok at PI Podcast and on Twitter at PI Podcaster.